Welcome to podcast 109 of Five Star Potential, your weekly football manager podcast. I'm Matt and on this week's pod we'll have the usual save updates and we have the second part of our finances chat, which will focus on expenditure. But before we do all of that, let's see who I'm joined by this week. Mr. Dupe, welcome. Hello, Matthew. How are you? I'm all right, thank you very I'm much. just going to correct you, if that's okay, because you haven't got your abacus out. It's 129, not 109. Did I say, what did I say? One, you, did I you, actually say you 109? Said 109. It sounded like 109 to me, but anyway. I'll replace it later. That's what she said. And then it'll make you look like an idiot. So. Uh, again, that's all you do, innit? I don't try. Okay. Yeah. It's made quite easy, to be fair. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you. Oh, fucking hell. Oh, look at the little boys have got yeah. their toys out. Actually, mine's bigger than Curtis, just so everyone knows. I want oh, to put that on record. Wow. But to be fair, he's a short man, so I would only expect a mini with him. <laughs> Sorry, welcome to the pod. Hello. Uh, Mr. Herb, welcome. Uh, hello. Hello. Have you have you recovered from last week? I've recovered you, yeah, fully. I mean, I've, you... I've calmed down a little, well, a little bit. Okay. We'll, we'll see how that goes. Yeah. David, welcome. You all right? Um, I don't know how to take no. that. Hello. <laughs> try, try, try again with with less accent. Hi, Matt. Are you okay? I'm good, thank <laughs> you. <laughs> See, that's what you get when you speak to me correctly. Yeah. Uh, and rounding us off, Mr. Kurt Dizzle, welcome. Hello. Hello. You're bad. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's a thing. Uh, unfortunately, we are without the uh, finance master that is Joseph. Um, which is unfortunate because we are talking about finances, which is his bag baby. But let's get on with some save updates. Uh, Mr. Dave Azapardi, how is the Pentagon going? The Pentagon. Yeah, it's, uh, it's really good. It's still the save that I'm looking forward to playing every evening. Um, I can't quite remember where we were last week. I think I was in the quarterfinal of the Asian Champions League with uh, Mizhao, which is actually pronounced Meijo, or Meijo, someone said I was said going to, to ask you about this, had you been practising your, pr- yeah, your well, correct pronunciation, quote-unquote. It just doesn't seem right. I've been calling it Mizhao for four weeks now, and then someone says, mate, it's Meijo. Like, right, they could then. be having you off. Yeah, so, yeah, unfortunately we were knocked out by Sydney in the Champions League quarterfinal. So, obviously, I finished off that season, actually finished third with, with Meijo. Uh, in the league, which I was really, really impressed with. Obviously, the team, as I've said in previous weeks, just isn't strong compared to other teams. But I think I mentioned it last week that I noticed that Manuel Pellegrini, who was the... Sorry, Curtie, go on. I was just wondering if it was Sydney FC or Sydney Wanderers, because like, if you just say Sydney, it's like saying, I got knocked out by Manchester. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's Sydney FC. It's even better in his accent. I don't want any sort of Aussies triggered by that. No, Sydney FC, I believe. The one with the blue logo. They've probably both got blue logos. (laughs) Um, Anyway, they had uh, Lukas Jukovic up front for the record as well. So, Um, so, All the blues then. Yeah. I finished the season in third, and I think I said last week that I noticed that Guangzhou, who are by far and miles ahead the best team in China, they had Manuel Pellegrini, who was set to retire. And I thought, when he goes, I'm going to apply for the job because I think long-term, if I want to get the first Champions League trophy, they'll um, it'll be with them and I'll get it straight away or should get it straight away. And I had all these job offers throughout the first two seasons. I was with uh, Meijo uh, from the Chinese Prem. So I thought, it's going to go one of two ways. They're either going to give me the job or I'm going to get laughed off. I applied for it. The fans considered my interest. Then I got an interview and I just like literally sucked off the chairman. Like everything he wanted to hear, I'd just press that button. Literally. Was, oh, yeah, literally. He's like, oh, we've got this budget. Uh, what do you think? I was like, oh, that's more than enough. And they're like, oh, I'm sure I'll be able to do that. And he, he, I ended up getting the job and I was just sat in, in, in my living room like, fucking hell, I've actually pulled this off here. Um, that was the chairman. And, and then I realised, yeah, <laughs> then I realised I actually got the job. Um but yeah, their players in comparison, like they had, they had six foreign players where you're only meant to have, uh, you can only play three foreign players really. So they had Dennis Vavro, the centre back. They had Jason Denea. They had Taliska, uh, Lacelso, uh, Decore from Watford. Um, so I, and they had about three hundred million transfer budget as well. And I thought this in comparison to what I was having there. So I binned off a couple of the foreign players, which I'm sure I'll talk about with the finance thing later as well. Um, 
won the league title because I've, I've finished the season now. Won the league title. Quite underwhelming, but I've still won it quite comfortably and ended up winning the Asian Champions League trophy as well. So number one out of five is complete. So um, <laughs> That's such a sarcastic yeah. I mean, it's like it is the it is the shitty one, but GG man. Yeah, but like, I think just... the the way that I've jumped up to that job, Pep Guardiola was favourite to take over after me. So it shows how quick I've jumped up in in reputation already. There's one of the subscribers as well that's doing it, and he's messaging me every day, and he's like, he's got three already, and I'm there like, you know, he jumped straight from the Asian one and won the South Africa one the season after, like what the African Champions League, not the South African mm. Champions League. He won it with a South African team, so. I've got a bit of catching up to do, but um, yeah, looking forward to uh, how how things go this week. Marvellous. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> I don't really know what to follow up with because I don't really know the league other than like what I see of your saves. So. Well, yeah, I'm I just waiting now to see what job. I, I just applied for the Chelsea job and they gave me an interview, uh, which was uh, surprising really because I've been laughed off by some Brazilian teams and Chelsea gave me an interview and in the end they gave it to Klopp. So I'm still wondering what my next step is going to be anyway. Who's the uh, who's the big team in South Africa? Uh, I think it's Sundowns. At the moment, they've got Sundowns. Um, there's Kaiser Chiefs, who uh, literally, as we started the pod, I applied for that job. Um, Ajax Cape Town, are they any good? Yeah, I've, I have looked at them, but they're not as they're sort of mid table ish. There was another team. Um, I can't remember who they are. Isn't there? But, um, yeah. Obviously, there's the Orlando Ajax Pirates link, yeah. isn't there? Though, so I don't know. Maybe there's scope. I, I could probably take advantage of that. Definitely, I think to be fair, if I take over any club in South Africa by two years' time, I should be able to get them as a top two or three team. Um, so it'll be interesting. Just. It just depends on if I can be asked to spend another two years at a club before I win the next Champions League or whether I'll wait another six months and might be able to walk into a team that's already in there. So a lot of it is down to timing with the save. You could get extremely lucky and leave a job and walk into another team in the Champions League or you could have to almost rebuild the team yourself to try and do it. So it's just all about timing. Marvellous. Herb. Hello. Hello. Um, Do Doing saves. Doing saves, mate. Yeah. Welcome to the podcast. Yes. <laughs> How was it in the bin? It was lovely. Thank you. Um, Brilliant. <coughs> Brilliant. I feel like as Joe's not here, we have to all step up. Yeah, you up. have to all step up the, the homeless jokes. Um, no, saves going good. Uh, the, we've just finished on stream tonight. Now I've recorded the first season of the Real Life Director of Football Challenge. Um, so that's season one done. It was a rocky season. Lots of rage in there. Like, Went to the beta, felt like it ruined it. Came then on to the new match engine. Feel like that's still terrible. But we did get to the FA Cup final. Um, so suited up on stream and uh, lost 1-0 to um, just a goal from... It was Man City though. So, I mean, it's fine. But I'm, I'm a little bit better still. It's, it's, and that's the, still the a seven-goal improvement, isn't it? It is a seven-goal... Yeah, yeah, they did beat a 7-1 at the beginning of the season. So, <sighs> yeah, it was a bit of a rock and roll season. But I feel like we found our tactic now. It'll be interesting to see what Joe can do then with the off-season. So we finished, I think, 12th in the league as well. 13th. Um, oh, fucking hell. Liar. 13th, 12th, same, same. Same, same, eh? Um, so, yeah, interesting to see what we can do there. But, yeah, the, the players are starting to click now. The, the formation is starting to come together. I'm really having a problem with strikers scoring goals. But apart from that, enjoying it. And people seem to be enjoying it as well. So I'm sure... Um, when Joe gets time to jump onto it, we'll uh, we'll see him on Twitter throwing out suggestions for players to buy. So that's been a lot of fun. Uh, on last week's pod, you talked about um, needing a goalkeeper. Was that addressed? Yes, it was addressed. Uh, January transfer window, we got Perrin in. Okay. Perrin. Perrin. Uh, I am not convinced by him, but then with all of the signings that, that Joe's made, I've not been convinced and then slowly been won over. But he does seem a little bit mental. Like he'll come out and put himself in very odd positions. A few goals. I think we lost two nil to Wolves. Um, I'm sure both goals. He's he's rushed out and put himself in stupid positions where he's neither coming out for the ball nor staying in the goal to save it. So um, yeah, we'll see how he gets on. But I've been told he's quality. So just back him. And we actually brought in Jordan Ibe on loan, uh, and he he was quite good for us actually. We've got an option to buy him for seven million if we want him. Uh, but we'll see. We've got Dan Garner coming back, who is a, a favourite of mine. So uh, we'll see how we get on. Two other questions. Um, one, how are you getting on with Kahneman now? 
Yeah. I'm playing him, but I'm still like blown away. I'm not like, oh, this guy's amazing. We still, okay. we let, we let in a lot of set piece goals and that, that's defenders missing headers. Uh, and secondly, who have you, uh, what, what, have you identified sort of what positions you want to be recruiting for in the summer or what's the uh, sitch? The sitch is um, left back still. We've still got Cresswell in as number one and Abita as the backup. Um, so we definitely need a left back, probably a right back as well. We've got Raphael in there, but he's pushing on a little bit. Uh, and we started by going for like Thomas Repka types. Uh, football manager doesn't like just playing flat defensive formations. So we may have to tweak that there. I think midfield, we're pretty set with Dean Garner coming back. I think we'll be good. I really want a goal scoring striker, but I don't know if my strikers are a problem. So I've got Haller and Morales. Uh, both had scored goals, but I think Haller's top, was top goal scorer with something like 13 goals. And I think Morales had about six or seven ending the season. So I'm not sure if that's a, I'd like a striker, but I'm not sure if that's going to actually help. So that's where we're going to go. We can't go too big because uh, one, we don't want to pay too many new players and absolutely screw what we're building. Um, but also we're not going to get loads and loads of money. Yeah, so all is going well on that one. But we'll see what Joe comes up with. There's a lot of scout reports going through. So I, I'm interested now to hand over to him. And I quite like the actual, the Twitter interaction of seeing him throw out potential suggestions and we get to watch people's reactions to him as well. Uh, and it's also really nice. I quite like now having to buy players. I can just sit and wait for the new season to start and then just turn on the game, swear at it and stream. So loving it at the moment. And YouTube, the Director of Football Challenge with Newcastle. That's going. We're into the third season now. Um, that's going well. We've just got a super sensible director of football, which in some ways, like I feel like some people are disappointed that we're not having wacky buys. We're just getting quite good purchases for the club that we are with decent potential. So um, yeah, all is going well in the football manager world. That is always good to hear. Hmm. And good that despite your uh, grievances, we'll call them with the match engine and yeah. updates and things that you're still finding it enjoyable, which is, Excellent to hear. Although I did find much funness with the... Um, there's a Twitter post from someone who sort of said the general behaviour of people that uh, play football manager and after a sort of an update and go through various stages of of acceptance and then hatred, <laughs> which was always entertaining. But anyway, I digress. Uh, Mr. Dupe, uh, you have not been very well, but that has allowed you time to lay there with a laptop, I presume, playing Muchos FM. Yeah, man. Um, so, unfortunately, you're right. I haven't been very well. Um, I'm, I'm a bit of a workaholic, so for me to actually take time off work uh, would definitely insinuate that I'm, I was a bit poorly. Um, but I did manage to play some football manager. So, uh, I don't think I've, I've actually streamed since the last podcast, but what we have done is we've done a whole season at Leeds um, and we were able to see whether our, our our finances have cleared up, which they have. Uh, we've done a whole season. We finished seventh in the league, which is good. We're in the playoffs for the Euro Cup 2 or whatever the crap that is, um, which I don't actually want to be in. So I'm going to lose that pretty quickly, to be fair, because... I haven't got the squad depth for that. Um, and we've got something like £42 million in the bank. So a spin rooney of £68 million negative to £42 million positive. I'm pretty happy with that. Uh, I haven't bought anyone this year yet, <laughs> but we haven't sold anybody. So um, I think we're just going to go with the same squad. We have we have actually, brought, I, I tell a lie, we have actually brought a youngster in, um, which we bought on stream, a young uh, uh, Brazilian wonder kid. With 19 finishing, 19 first touch, and 19 composure, or something ridiculous like that. So uh, that boy's going to be sold for a lot of money. Um, the and then Swindon. The right time, then. Sorry? As long as the update works with the one on ones, he should be a baller. <laughs> <laughs> well, I haven't actually played on the update yet because. Um, Imagine signing him six months ago. You'd be chucking your monitor out the window, man. <laughs> Mental, um, And then uh, Swindon Town, the money ball, I've actually spent quite a lot of hours chucking into, which is quite nice. Um, I've kind of changed the format that I want to compare players with the money ball um, and actually go more down the route of what FM Vaz has been doing on his money ball save, uh, which is a KPI driven um, formula in Excel. So then you can just basically 
drag all these players in or like targets and it will automatically tell you like it gives you a player score so i've been working on that uh, and we've actually managed to get some players in and we've done pre-season um on the back off the back of last week's pod uh we were negative 1.2 million i believe uh come up to pre-season the club chucked a bit of money in to try and balance us out but finances aren't great at swindon um so i did dupe cup one dupe cup two Dupe Cup 3 and Dupe Cup 4 at pre-season. Uh, and some of the, 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 the teams we had in those Cups were Man City, Liverpool, Manchester United, Chelsea, Arsenal. Uh, and we're 2.1 million in, in profit at the moment. So that works. That's a thing. <laughs> I, I did. I, I think I was talking to Raz about it after I did it. And I kind of went, I feel a little bit dirty. Mm. But it's not exploiting anything. It's in the game in my eyes. I mean, fuck it. It's in there, isn't it? So, but yeah, uh, apart from that, we're, we're, we're all uh, good. To coin my own phrase, you've been a busy boy then. <laughs> well, do you know what? It's, it's strange because, um, and I'm sure uh, Herb will say the same for when he does his Twitch stuff and Curti and all that jazz, but when you do Twitch and you only play your save online, it's very strange to take a step back and play the save slow or slower and in your own time. And I think with the Moneyball preseason, as interesting as some people might find out, I think a lot more people don't find that fucking interesting, to be honest. So for me to be able to spend four days on collating the data, working out the team for me, getting the loanees in, looking at their non-competitive games, um, have almost two versions of the game up. So I had it, I went in offline mode on my, my laptop and I loaded up the database or loaded up the save from the end of season two. So I still had everybody's stats in. So even though I was progressing on the other screen, I could still go back, collate the It Yeah, I was busy. Let's just leave it like that. I've been busy. But I think that's probably the better way to do transfers uh, is have it two separate screens of the same database, basically. See, I, I think like what you were saying about like, the whole splitting of a like playing a save on sort of online or for viewers as opposed to playing it for yourself i found last year i'd started a save that i'd sort of i played a bit on twitch but then when i was in hospital i carried on the save and i you know you, you because you you've got no like restriction there you can just and that by that i mean you don't have to uh, you tend to play things slower on stream because you're having to show people things. There are more interruptions. You don't just sit there and play for you, for your own benefit. Um, and so, you know, I actually played through like two seasons and wrote two seasons up, which I never released, strangely enough, on, on .com. But, um But they are actually in existence. There are people that know they exist. But the fact that I, I, I basically had the time to, to write them up um, regardless of the situation was was different and I approached it completely differently as well. I think you sometimes when you're when you are in a live situation, some people may influence your decision making maybe more because maybe you're playing up to a character that you have of your caricature caricature of yourself as opposed to how you may make decisions. Two points. Point number one Nerd may not have released anything onto WeStreamFM.com, but it's always being updated, so feel free to check it out. Um, <laughs> point number Plugs two, are I, at the end. Dude. Don't ruin I know, it. but I, you know, any any chance I could shove a plug in there, it, it, you know, I'm up for shove, that. Shove a plug in where? Sorry, in there. What I said. Um, so uh, point number two, absolutely agree. So um, I moved uh, 28 days in four days on my Swindon save, but I did a season so what's that nine months in less than about 14 hours on another day so um it's amazing how how you know you start winning games you're confident in your tactic you're not addressing people you're not making it any more flamboyant than it needs to be you just drop in the key highlights like bang bang i know what i'm doing here and and that's how we got the lead say through but yeah no absolutely been a busy boy uh, so last week we spoke about the income side of a football manager and so this week it'll be no surprise that we are talking about expenditure especially as I said it in the introduction earlier but um, I will preface this with saying like last week I think we focused on gaining more money uh, it doesn't mean that we are going to be focusing on how to 
spend less money here. It's uh, it's more covering the aspects of expenditure and the decisions that you have to make and the little tricks and tips that we may do to maybe spend less uh, and when it comes to negotiations of certain things but also just explaining what expenditures you can expect to be paying as part of a football club because I don't think uh, always people understand like I see it quite frequently on Twitter that there is people are don't know how they are in the red uh, when they've underspent things and that the club's just not making enough money so hopefully this will shed some light on those questions um apart from the uh, the main big expense here which is dave's hair gel bill hey. lol Wait. not much longer <laughs> that, oh, that, that may great, be why i brought great it up. Why. great way of saying it how long dave till you chopping it off what are you on about on bold so I haven't got my webcam on tonight. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there'll be an update on Twitter. So go back to our five-star pod and you'll see the picture of Dave not being bold. It's <laughs> fine Dave hasn't bought a swimming cap yet. <laughs> yet. Um, I was just going to talk about, uh, I know we talked about it last week, but I was going to talk about Dupes, lead save. And, uh, you know, your approach saves in a very different way depending on how long you see yourself at that club, so I know I know with Dupe save he thought it you know he sort of saw it as a throwaway beta save two seasons three seasons max, so ended up spending loads of money on the never never, um, and then sort of unbeknownst to himself at the time, actually created a really good save for himself in like four seasons time, because um, like you know a lot of people see fallen giants or or teams that have fallen on hard times like your Boltons or whatever as like a, a good challenging save and actually dupe almost you almost sort of created that scenario for yourself at exactly least exactly what i meant to do um <laughs> exactly did that 100 percent on purpose um no exactly that okay um and do you know what? it's amazing that we did all that cost saving we sold all those players we generated so much revenue in uh, I know, granted, this is about spending, but I just really want, want to drop this. We spent hardly anything, and we did our highest ever finish, highest ever points total, highest ever goals uh, scored, highest ever, uh, lowest ever goals conceded. Um, you don't have to spend money to win games. You don't have to have a drink to have fun. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, that's a lie. <laughs> it's amazing, isn't it? Isn't it? <laughs> but like on the on the flip side, like my my order shot save. So um, I. I mean, I think it's the case at lower league clubs, you, you kind of watch the books a bit more than you would do at a, a Premier League club, just because obviously you know that the TV money's coming in uh, on a regular basis. Um, you know, and if, you, if you've got European football, then you're kind of laughing. But like my older sh- with my older shot side, like I kind of watch every penny going out. So wages, so my highest paid player is on sort of nearly two and a half grand. Um, and that was a hell of a lot of money for us to spend in League Two. No one else is on anywhere near that. Um, but it was a striker and I kind of justified it by saying, okay, we need, you know, we need a striker who's going to score goals. He looks he looks the part. He scored goals at his previous club. We've brought him in and he's got like five in 20. Um, so it's, it, you know, it's looking like it's going to turn out to be a bit of a waste of money, but like in terms of wage budget and how I manage that, like I, I watch every penny going out. So I'm so meticulous with wages, even like staff members, you know, you're trying to squeeze as much value out of every staff member whenever their contracts come out and they, and they come up quite regularly in lower league football. Um, so play, I mean, player wages is like a huge place where you could, you could certainly save yourself some money. I mean, I know you just mentioned there, and I granted this isn't on the script, so I'm jumping off tangent straight away, so I do apologise. Um, I know you mentioned there about the fact that uh, because you're lower league, you're watching all the books and that, um, but do you do anything different when you're lower league to when you're higher up? So should- I, I, I tend to um, just try and squeeze as much value out of contracts as possible. So I'll, you know... I'll I'll go as low as I possibly can and and try and stand firm a bit longer. Like if you're if you're a Premier League club, yes, there's an element to that, but I feel like I probably I give yeah, way a little bit more. So if so, I've got so, money to spend, so your structure and your management would change on your club's position. 
So you'd yeah, be a little bit so. more, oh, it's, so. I'm not going to sit more here and argue over five grand. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But I would sit and argue yeah, over 500 whereas, quid. Yes, exactly that. Exactly that. It, I think, I, I, like, I think the sort of, the, the philosophy doesn't really change in terms of, but, in ter you know, I, I'll still try and squeeze value out where I can, but like I say, I'm a lot more lenient with it. It's, a bit yeah, no, it's just a just a genuine question. Bonuses as well, mm. bonuses and like wage rises as well. Or the, I mean, wage rises I try and factor out anyway. Although it was it was interesting in your forty eight hour stream, um, with Joe and watching how he was negotiating contracts, and he's like, you know what, just let him have the year, yearly wage rise because it's only a three year deal, and actually. If it goes up, it only goes up by about eight grand. Yeah. Or what, do you know what I mean? Like, whereas his head. I was, I would kind of blanket, just go, "Oh, I fucking hate yearly wage rises." He was like, "No, actually, let's let's stop and." One, think one thing I've done at Swindon with the players' wage and the bonuses is uh, I've tried to get their their wage as low as possible. You know, we're 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 we're, we're skint as a club, but what I have done is is put everybody on a on a performance based contract as much as you can with with football manager so i lower the wage down that's their strategy that's what they get in whether they win lose or draw and then put goal bonuses in for my strikers clean sheet bonuses and i raise these right up because i'm i'm i'm, I'm assuming this offers an incentive of some way shape or form uh, and you know the appearance fee guys that may be fringe players and they want a lot of money, it might be an experienced player, whack the wage right down, then bumper up the appearance. Granted, you are paying for their, their them playing, but it's better to pay them to play and pay them not to play. At least you're in control of that, yeah. though, aren't you? Because you can, you can not play yeah. them one week. Yeah, if yeah. Like, I don't know. She feels a bit skinned. I think, I think a lot of the time, especially in football manager, you almost go into a club and sort of take finances for granted. I think, like you said, Curtie, when when you're at a lower league club, I think you do appreciate it more and you have to take more care. Um, I think like you guys have already said, wages is a huge thing. Um, I saw a lot on, uh, obviously, the difference in, in China when I was with Mishao to uh, Guangzhou, my highest paid player at Mishao, even when I finished in the top three in the league, was 10 grand. Um, and I moved, you know, I moved to a team just two places above me in the league and the highest wage was 300 grand, which was a ridiculous contrast so straight away in just sort of one season of management I could change the whole way of managing finances I think like you said Curtie I think the way that um, uh, when I'm negotiating contracts I, I think I give in a bit more when I know I've got money I'm just there like oh you know fuck it I'll just give you that extra five grand to stop you know save me 30 seconds of clicking um, but I did a lot with um, I know this is quite you know um almost specialised for the Chinese league. When you're signing Chinese players, there's actually a max wage of 25 grand. But I was signing pl Chinese players from abroad, obviously on bigger wages, and they were coming in asking me for 45 grand straight away. Now, with them coming in for 45 grand, and obviously me only being allowed to give them 25 grand, I've got to try and find their 20 grand straight away that I can negotiate. The chance of me saying no, 25 grand, is they're going to say no. So I had to put in a lot of performance-based ones, possibly ones that I didn't expect us to get. Um, and in the end, I got Wu Li, who I really wanted to sign. It was a bit of a waste of money in the end, but I think that that's the sort of thing. And even if you're a mid-table team, maybe saying a qualified for the Champions League, if they're maybe, maybe if they're not a long-term signing as well, qualifying for the Champions League, qualifying for the Europa League, give them quite a big bonus. And then possibly when you renew the contract, get rid of that or sell them on before you reach that sort of target. I think those sort of things, to just to butter up the player anyway, um, uh, just to save every penny. That would be so sneaky. Putting in like a, we're going to win the league bonus and then renegotiating everyone's contract when you look like you're going to yeah, win the yeah. league. You're like, no, no, <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> I'd be interested because that was one thing I was um, talking about on stream earlier, actually, Duke, when you were saying about the performance, putting the performance bonuses in, whether it actually does incentivize the players at all. Like if you've got goal, uh, strikers that aren't scoring, if you try and knock their wage down but whack their goal bonus up, like, does it actually... It'd be interesting to hear like in a few months' time whether it actually does kick in. And I said that a lot about the assist bonus a while back as well. Yeah. If you remember that on the pod. But if it does... It, but have you seen anything come from it? Especially if you're doing Moneyball because you'll see the averages on their stats go up when you... Nothing really. I, I, I haven't delved enough deep into that. I, I, will, I will pick that up for you, just for you, Herb. 
thanks that'd be really helpful because if it does work i'd like to do something with it um but yeah so that's the same i i am the same as katie i'll try and remove as many clauses as possible but maybe yeah trying to pair up your vision of where the club want you to go with how you're signing players and getting my bonuses to try and manage that wages and lower league i got caught out in the european journeyman where you have like your total wage budget is 1200 pounds a week and you've got to sign a full team and me I would always go in and try and sign you 22 players. So you've got, okay, you've got double the amount uh, and then realizing actually you haven't got enough money to do that. And if you do that, you're going to cripple the club. So how do you change your approach to only bring in the players you need? How do you strip out reserve teams and under 19 teams, even if they're getting paid pittance, but that's money back that you could reinvest in the first team. Um, so I definitely, depending on the club and the size, we'll spend a lot more time on lower league concentrating on how it works to try and protect ourselves. And the wages is the biggest one. If you have a turn of form as well and you're overspending your wages, uh, it really starts ticking against you with the boards. I must admit, I like I like the idea of the performance stuff. And like to be honest, like when it comes to co- contract negotiation, I'm quite lazy. So, like, I'll negotiate the wage, you know, maybe an appearance fee. But, like, there's there's so much stuff in there that you can sort of factor in, isn't there? Like, if you're trying to buy a player, like, getting the opposition or getting their parent or their team to pay a percentage of his wages or, or like, if you're loaning a player, building in a, a mandatory fee. And, like, I know people use these tools, but, like, I'm always – when it comes to – I'm so lazy – when it comes to like, you know, because I, I, I like to think that, I, you know, I'll, I'll try and negotiate the best price for a player, but actually there's other ways of doing it. And like, there's sort of slightly more shrewd ways of doing it. Like there's still the, uh, you know, uh, there's still the, the kind of bug where if you offer out a player, but factor in a hundred pounds yeah. a week of his yeah. wage contribution, like that's still a thing. Um, but, I don't know. There's, there's just, there's so many other factors that you can build into a transfer or like a renegotiation of, of a player's contract that goes, goes missed so often, um, where you know where people could be sort of getting extra value. I'm, um, I'm bringing this up for a friend. This is something I've never done, by the way, but I just thought I'd need to highlight this. Can anyone else remember uh, when the German national team wasn't yes. a thing? And in play in Germans play and German players contracts used to be able to give them a really high bonus for reaching a certain amount of uh, internationals International. caps <laughs> when they actually oh. couldn't then get selected by the German national team. Like I said, so I've cheap. never done it. I'm just bringing it up because I think it's relevant to the podcast. Um, but no, they still do. Yeah, they've got now. the German national team now. As well, I think so. I think it was like oh, eighteen or seventeen. Yeah, might have been. Yeah, might have been eighteen. Nah, was way, was, before then, oh yeah, it was way longer. You could do it like back in our FM. Yeah, no, correct. Like, but I think yeah. it stopped about eighteen, oh, maybe oh, nineteen. Okay. It stopped last year when they introduced the licensing. But yeah, that was a right. I mean, that was a great way of saving money. <laughs> that was dirty, man. Yeah, if you play four games for your national team, your top goal scorer, I'll give you seventeen million pounds. But you actually can't get picked. You got yourselves. Deal, Mr. Bastard. Like you said, Curtis, the, the selling uh, wage team contribution. After I uh, did the deal for Wu Li, and obviously I couldn't really afford what wage commands he wanted, uh, I signed another Chinese player who was playing for Aston Villa at the time, and he was transfer listed, I noticed, for like six months. So I knew they wanted to get rid of him. So I asked for, for about, uh, he was on about 40, 50 grand a week. I asked for 30 grand a week off them. And obviously, I knew I had transfer budget to spend, so I just gave him a little bit more on the transfer budget. In the end, I negotiated it. I think I gave him about one one and a half million pounds more than they had him listed for, but they were going to give me a massive chunk of the wage. So therefore, when it came to the contract negotiation, it was under the Chinese wage cap, so I didn't really have to mess about too much with the contract negotiation. So obviously, I learned from that previous experience, but even stuff on the contract negotiation that I've messed with a lot is the agent fees, um, Sometimes if you want to get that player's wage down by five to ten grand, even if you only give the agent one or two grand, sometimes they'll say, you know, it's just like me and you, me and whoever in real life. If I was trying to negotiate something for someone, if someone said, right, I don't want to give them that much, but I'll give you an extra grand, you're probably going to say yes, aren't you? So I think the agent fees are actually quite an underused tool as well because I think people just get pissed off with agents sometimes. See, I used to, for years, I used to almost completely offset transfer fees. 
um, by just signing players for free. And I did that was because I used to always start from the lowest league, like available, and build my way up. And so I just got used to signing players on freeze and always looking sort of with sort of the usual sort of six months um, before the usual expiry dates for contracts and look to see who's about as well as checking for the odd like Brazilian or uh, other foreign nationals that would have odd contractual dates because of when their leagues start and end. Um, to the point where the most money I ever spent was always it would always be on a transfer listed player. But it was Alvaro Negredo when I was Exeter and I just got them into the Premier League. And I think I signed him for about five million. Which and this would have been uh this was on FM ten, I think. So this was before he sort of moved to City and all of that. I think he would have still I think he must have moved, but I can't remember who I signed him from. But it was an absolute like steal because he was absolutely class. But that was the most money I'd spent. I think I spent five, maybe seven and a half million, but I'd signed one player in like five years for an actual transfer fee and it ended up being their record transfer fee because obviously I'd, I'd picked them up from League One um, but the uh, the other side of that is that you end up then sort of because I'm building all of this money into most of the wage budget or as much as I can you still do have to keep a little bit in the kitty for the um, for like the signing on fees because that's where that money comes from. It tends that that comes from your your transfer kitty as opposed to your your wage kitty. Um, and so when you are getting to the point where you're signing ridiculous players who should never have been released but are for whatever reason, and then you'll end up paying them like five ten million pounds with signing on fees. So that is basically their transfer fee. Um, so things can get a bit hairy if you continue to sort of maintain that sort of thing it's it's a free transfer in i guess in quotations but it's not actually a free transfer at all i think um i think you're quite similar to me in that respect like i I watch quite a few streamers and stuff and like i'm always surprised how when someone goes to the market to try and find someone like i i always look at the transfer listed players first because that's generally where you will find the bargains like you or you you know you you might there might be you know a lot of times where there's just shit on the list but there'll be that that odd occasion where you'll find an absolute bargain like maybe you know the where the teams are offering them out for like a third of what their actual value is um but like i watch so many players on so many people playing on stream and no one really does that it it always surprises me pretty much my one of the things that I do all the time, I'll I'll look at uh, uncontracted players first, so proper freeze, quote unquote. Then I'll look at transfer listed, but I always have in my view uh, their actual cot or their value currently, their the length of their contract uh, remaining, what what their what wage they're currently on, because obviously that does factor into how much a club wants wants for them, depending on uh, their relationship with that club at that time. I always have what their uh, what their status is so whether they're unhappy and why uh, as well as what their asking price is and highlighting any uh, release clauses because obviously like from years ago it would only be your your the, the just a standard release fee but now there's multiple release fees like you've got the relegation release clause you've also got the minimum fee release clauses as well so there's all sorts that you have to factor in and so circling around those those sort of the particularly when you're uh, when it's getting towards closed season and you look to see who might be in the bucket for getting relegated in whatever division. I don't normally go down too low, but I always look in the elite leagues because uh, like uh, uh, Spain always have like various, they always have a minimum fee release clause because it's part of their, uh, the, the, the La Liga rules. But uh, looking at other countries as well in their elite leagues to see who is going to get binned off, especially in Germany, because we've seen quite a few bigger teams get relegated over the past few seasons. So you can you can pick up some absolute pearls for pittances because they they signed for teams on contracts where uh, they were never expecting to get to get relegated, and then they just do. So there are some massive bargains to be got in terms of. Uh, fees but to pick up sort of Dave's point he was saying about sort of agent fees uh, I guess um, that's what the one thing I tend to stay away from or use the trick of uh, reducing everything else but bumping that up a bit because I don't mind losing 10 grand to the agent if it means I'm saving like 
God knows how, like I'm saving 10 grand per week on the player's wage if I have to pay the agent for 10 grand once. Like yeah. that make that that's exactly. a a little a little a little trick, but I guess it depends on the the agent's personality as well as uh, uh, whether the player is actually willing to to go for that. But usually that's it's sneaky, and I think they're because you, you do get told the personality of the agent and whether they want to get deals done quickly. So if that is the case, I'll always sort of bump that up, reduce everything I can. But I'm a bit I'm a, a bit of a scaredy cat, I think, when it comes to those sort of those sorts of things, particularly when it's a big money deal. Uh, and the types of clubs I've been at that I've not had a huge amount of money to throw around so usually I, I pander to many of their whims and so don't take too many risks because as soon as you get that if it's going to be a big transfer and I think it's a player I know I know I need and I can't really find anyone else to do what what they can do for the transfer fee available um, I, I tend to just say fuck it there's, uh, there's a lot more dickhead agents as well in the game Aren't there now? I, 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 it's frustrating, obviously, when when you come up against one who also like his relationship with you is like he thinks you're a twat or something like that. Um, is that you in the just game? No, you're going to struggle. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think that's the official literature. Yeah, um, you just know that like you're you're going to struggle to get a, a deal done. But it's 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 a beautiful thing when you get like an elite agent on side where he he absolutely loves you. Maybe you've. You know, he's got a couple of the... Because you've given him 15 million over the space of three seasons. <laughs> you know, a criminally underrated feature of Football Manager is when you could type in your own comment. Like, I used to use that back in the day and like you'd get warnings from the from the FA and stuff. But like, oh, your move for so-and-so creative. is broken down. Why is this? Because he's a massive twat. Like, and it's just underused. Is, I don't get why people don't more, use it. You need to be a bit more creative. You remind yeah. me of a team from France. Yeah. Etc. <laughs> <laughs> the champion is, is oh, oh, what's your what's your phrase of the week, Kai? Yeah, yeah, uh, I haven't streamed uh, mate ever, so. Hello, bonjour. Je suis un nonce. I've I got a new I got a new oh, job. Oh, you haven't yeah. mentioned yeah. it, mate. Yeah. Don't tell you I'm going to New York. Yeah. I mentioned that either. That either. Yeah. No, you're not. <laughs> do you do a forty-eight hour stream? <laughs> yeah, and some of my mates came for a little bit longer than others. Um, oh, blame me. Some, Ooh, some of your mates made promises that they didn't Ooh. keep as well. So I think the only it's winner here was Mr. Trouble. Joseph. Uh, right. On that um, note. On that <laughs> note. That was, it's like you cut to him, but he's not here. <laughs> yeah, he's not here to say anything nice about him. So. so the only thing I will, can I just say one thing? I know we're, uh, we're, we're short on time. We're always bloody short on time. You know, we um, don't have to mention that we're short on time. Okay, we're sh so we're not short on time. We so, don't have to, okay. we just don't have to mention it. All right. We were literally, we literally not, sure not sure on time. Yeah. As long as we want. Well, yeah, we are because you, you told me you're you're yeah. we're tired and you want to go to bed, okay? But you can cut this out if you want. Job. So as we're not sure on time, I'd like to talk about um, staff wages. Okay. Because we've only we're got three like, minutes. Hurry up! Because <laughs> we're all like <laughs> we're, we're, a bit <laughs> we're all quite happy to to pay our backup right back thirty grand a week to sit on the bench. Um, are you are you really stingy when it comes to to wages for your staff, or are you paying for the best? Because let's be honest, it's a big difference if you get the best in compared to the worst, right? It is, but I'm still like with staff. <laughs> so yeah, I'll I'll give a player you know close to what he wants, or you know make a deal. But with staff, like it's like. Uh, what's that? You want three hundred quid a week? Uh, how about one hundred and fifty? And then add pu push. Uh, what two fifty? Uh, one seven five. Just keep on offering the. It's like I'm not moving on, from. I'm not moving from. Offering the lowest. Suggest, yeah. suggest, suggest. Green, great. You've Every got, time. You've got. Every you've time. got twenty. You're a scout. You've got twenty adaptability, twenty judging, and twenty uh, uh, player potential of twenty. Give you a toffee uh, crisp. Yeah. yeah. And <laughs> and I'm going to give you fifty p and a bag of Haribo. You know, it's yeah. just. The thing is, with staff, if you offer them a longer deal, they'll take a much lower Ooh, wage. Oh, you go. Job security worth However, it. in the lower league... It's a 72-year-old scout. Yeah. <laughs> it's been eight... Uh, as, Curry, as you're a bit of a lower league expert, or, you know, whatever you want to call yourself, the champ or whatever it is, um, do you offer longer... 
longer term de- uh, longer term contracts if you're in the lower league because I mean surely you're looking to be going up you don't want to be paying the compensation to get rid of I'm ignoring them Curty. Um well, you know how how do you how do you react with that Kurt dog But the thing is with staff it's a bit different because I feel like you can get much better staff than the levels that yes, you're playing at I agree so like you can afford you can kind of you can you can give them those you know three year deals rather than like a one year deal maybe um, because generally the staff member that you're recruiting is often good enough to play in or, or would be good enough to operate in, in higher divisions. So by the time that their contract's up, you're kind of, you know, you're at a point where you can just get rid of them. I think it's funny with staff. Like, I I treat them differently to play. You know, like, they're obviously both staff players and staff are staff. But I always yeah. think, cheeky bastard. Like, if, you're, if your contract's run up and you're just a scout, and we've not gone anywhere in the league. You've not brought anyone good in. Why should I pay you like what is the equivalent of like a ten or fifteen percent pay rise? Like, I won't go into work and be like, "Whoa, bloody hell, that was a good year. We haven't really done anything that great. I've probably just done my bare minimum job. Can I have a ten percent pay rise, please?" I'm like, get yeah. fucked. So you're, uh, when you're I'm treating staff, I treat it like <laughs> Hey, I'm not talking about me. That's a different thing. I'm homeless. Remember, um, but yeah, so I treat them differently to players. Players, I see as a different caliber of staff. I always think staff members are just being cheeky. Okay, are you saying that because you have no method of actually seeing what they have done? Because you uh, don't. Maybe, what yeah. Methods, what methods do you have to show uh, how well your scout has actually performed? Uh, but you can see how true. many goals your scout strikers have scored, right? That is true. I, I don't check which scouts bring in. But I think like as a team, we're, we're as a unit, the staff, if the team is doing well, we should get bonuses. It's like if the company performs well, then everyone gets paid out. If the company's just doing what is like you? a bog standard job, why would you get paid more? Thing is, like, you, the, there is one example where a scout can do a really shit job, and it's nothing to do with like the transfer side of it. It's the opposition reports. I used to have a yeah. scout that that you'd get. Oh, sorry, we couldn't gather enough information, or the data analyst couldn't oh, gather in information. What the fuck are you doing here then? Uh, yeah, <laughs> literally one job. One job. one job. You can't even do that. So goodbye, son. I'll get another shit bag. That's like having a grocery delivery job and you crashed a van. You know, you got one <laughs> job and not crashed a van. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, you literally had one job. Who's parking? Oh, it's got that a tiny I mean, bring it to the door. Technically, it's two jobs because you got to carry the shop in. <laughs> And drive the van. So they're simultaneous, though, are they? So it's lucky you're not. I guess guess they can't. can't deliver the stuff if it's in the. What he's been doing all week, Kate, whilst you've been grafting. I've I've literally done what Curtie's been trying to do for the last six months or whatever. (laughs) I've been paid to play FM. Let's just leave it like that, all right? I'm waiting for. A, I'm not having this, and then. Hey, <laughs> Kerry, I will just say one thing. Um, as a spokesman of the Five Star Potential podcast, we all want to wish you all the best at your new your new job and your new endeavour. So, uh, good luck with that, mate. Good luck. Thank you. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you got a new job, Kerry. Yes. yes. <laughs> uh, talking. Talking. I'm trying to hold this together. Uh, talking of new jobs. In joke. In joke. Talking of new jobs. Somebody on the pod's got a new job, haven't they, Dave? Davey's quiz. It's time for the quiz. Hello. Yeah, this is uh, the quiz. <laughs> This is roughly based on finances, mainly based on transfers. A lot of questions to do with a January transfer window. I'm expecting a high-quality quiz with high-quality answers. Joe's not here, so I'm not waiting for long pauses, then all of a sudden someone gets the right answer. Anyway, I like Dave it already. showing shade Dave, his daddy. Like he's not here, like he's not it. here, so he'll better me next so week. So I've watched that. I've watched that. I've watched no that. No more I've vanilla what, what? Coke for you, David. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to have to buy your own monitors now, son. <laughs> <laughs> and that green screen, pal. I've that got three already. <laughs> anyway, the standard rules. Okay. Go, first person to call in gets to answer. Viking Dam rule applies. One point for each correct answer. And there are ten questions. 
Are we ready? Yes. yes. I think no, I okay. understand. Yeah. Yes. Question one. Manchester United caused one of the shocks of the transfer window by actually signing Curtis. Bruno Fernandes. Oh, he's fucking oh, great. He's going to Drew Sagalo. They also signed Odion Igalo on loan. But who is his parent club? It's minus one for you, Kay, Chief. Oh. <laughs> oh, who the fuck are they signed here for? I should know this. It's China. Oh, Dave spends a China, week in yeah. China on our family. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, hold on. Yeah, go on, go on, get yeah, any first. No, no hands. Um, oh, I, don't, I don't know. I'm, I'm going to guess go the only, only club I can... Is it Shanghai Shenhua? Yes, nerd, it? yes. Well Googled. Oh, well done, oh, Literally, hands up. Nothing, mate. Nothing. I've actually done Kurt yet, his own game. Yeah, oh, Aye, that was good. <laughs> I that it. was already my favourite quiz. Question two. <laughs> Which striker who couldn't stop scoring in Holland for PSV was signed and then binned off by Chelsea after just one year for scoring just four league goals. Curtie. club. Go on, Curtie. Kesman. Correct, Curtie. I mean, back in the game. I was waiting I for the... This but which club did they sign him uh, from? They're all from this January. A lot of them. Okay. That's where I got confused. Sorry. This, this one might be for you, Matt. Which player moved from Parma to Lazio in June 2000? For what was then a world record transfer. Palmer to Lazio. Curti. Go on, Curti. Nesta. Incorrect. Oh, I want I've got it on the tip, but I think it's wrong, you know. Palmer to yeah. Lazio. Get off your phones now. No, no phones. Looking at his phone. Know, I'm not going to answer. I'm looking at porn. <laughs> <laughs> oh fucking hell! Anyone? Do we all have to guess? No. Three, two. It's gonna. One. It's gonna no. Burn. It was Hernan Crespo. Uh, which yeah. was smashed a month later by Figo, who moved to Real Madrid. Okay. So, yeah. Which player moved from? Oh, sorry. Uh, that was the uh, which player moved to Real Madrid in summer two thousand to smash the world record transfer? It was a joke because I just told you the answer again, so okay. no one likes it. It flopped. Okay. Oh. <laughs> okay. Next question: Who is Manchester City's record signing? Dupe. Dupe. Mares. Incorrect. Curti. Curti. Edison. Incorrect. Can we guess again? I'm no. getting another minus. No. January transfers, he said. No, I didn't. I said because... Nerd. Yeah, it's just all transfers. One nerd. Uh, De Bruyne? Incorrect. It was cheap as chips, he was. He I think I know cheap. it. That's I'm going to tell you as soon as Herb doesn't tell you. Are going to go for it? I, I'm going to try and not come last by not answering questions because if okay, I can, Dan rolls in. So I'm, it, I think it, I might be top at the moment because I've not got any questions. Uh, <laughs> is it Laporte? No, it's actually oh. Rodri. Oh, is it? Rodri. For 62.5 million. Slightly he's, over what they pay for. quite Mars. cheap, isn't it? He, um, he really Mars doesn't like look like a footballer. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he scored the goal uh, in the FA Cup final I just lost on stream. So Do you know, he, he looks like the sort of guy that would tell me where the plumbing bits are in B&Q. He, he <laughs> just doesn't look like a footballer. But that's also what Gary Taylor Fletcher looks like. Yeah. He was true. a bagsman. So. He literally bags things at B&Q. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, next question. Who was Harry Redknapp's first signing as Spurs boss in 2009? God, that, fucking that hell. That was a January signing. Curtie. Go on, Curtie. Oh, uh, Peter Crouch. Oh, close, but no. Oh, it's the other one. Nerd. Go on, nerd. Has to be Defoe. Correct. Fuck. Yes. <laughs> I was tight. I was like... It's either Crouch or Defoe. I saw it online and, and the options were Cranchar. Yeah, <laughs> really, yeah, so, yeah. But, you know, It's going to be one of them. Um, which former Manchester United midfielder joined Salford City on a short-term deal today? Today? Today. today. I thought it was during the window and I checked the date and it was actually today. Oh, former Manchester... That could be literally... 
I was going to say, it, there, there's a... I'll give you a hint, he's a pisshead. Uh, oh, no, no. Curti. Go on, Curti. Darren Gibson. Correct. Fuck off, really? Yeah, yeah, today, short-term Jesus. deal. Big coop. Short-term deal. Yeah, as long as it pays my bar tab, I don't care, yeah. Gov. Next question. For £12 million, which player is the most expensive signing in Scottish Premiership history? Oh, I thought you'd all jump at the Scottish questions. Come on, It's boys. literally irrelevant. <laughs> Don't they have to pay like a fiver signing on fee? They have to pay Pace. to play. This yeah. one has been quite a long-standing record. That's what I thought. Maybe Do you know what? Actually, I think I've seen this somewhere. Go on. You've got nothing to lose and perhaps a lot to gain. Well, no, I haven't. I've got points to lose. I'm going for Go something with uh, Chris Sutton. Incorrect. Not that was, long. I think he's second though. No. Oh. It's like six and a half million. Certain yeah. was and this is double it, which is mad really, but there's probably been bigger deals actually since Sutton, to be fair. But yeah. this is still the record. Oh, this is annoying me because I kind of know this. Anyone? No. It was tall Andre Flo. Oh, fuck. I no. did know that. Do you know what? I did know that. that Ages. 12, 12 mil. Million. We said it twice. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the one bit of information we had. Can't prove that you knew it though, dude. Yeah. Correct. That's why I didn't get a fucking point. God, yeah. have a Snickers, man. You're not yourself when you're tired. <laughs> Next question. Earlier I asked who was Man City's record signing. Now who is Barcelona's record signing? Dupe. Dupe. Coutinho. Yes, correct. I knew that one though, did I? Yeah, fucking. I mean, he well, said swear. Because it was the C word afterwards. You absolute <laughs> moron. <laughs> from which Dutch club did Celtic sign Virgil van Dijk from? This was a, a tricky question, to be fair. Uh, I, could, I can't say it. I can't pronounce it. Go on. I can't. If you half pronounce it, I'll know who you mean. No. No. Starts with, with Dave? starts with a H though, right, Dave? But I'm not to speak. Uh, Does it begin with? Curti. Go on, Curti. No, it doesn't start Her with Curti. Caravine. Incorrect. <laughs> I knew that was it. Nerd. He's reeled you in. Unbelievable. Nerd. nerd just said nerd. Nerd. Uh, I'm going to go for A-R-Z. A-A-Z. No, not Alkmaar, no. Incorrect. Uh, else? No, you're such a fucking coward. I, I don't know, but it on, like, yeah, yeah, come on, answer a question. Or you're just null to. and void. You won't exactly. win. Because... How can you take any pride in winning with zero points? Because he's exactly. a fucking coward. I abstain. At the moment, there's a drawer at the top, and I'm not saying who it is. It's me. I'm gonna. I, I do not. I'm gonna answer this because I'm not. I'm not a herb. I'm not a herb. I'd be surprised if you get it. To be honest, but go on. He'll get it because he's had time to uh... Google it. Well, do you know what, Dave? I'm going to answer uh, Barcelona because I don't know who it is. I would have took a stab at a random guess and if it was right, that fucker up there would have told me off. So I'm going to say Barcelona. Rent-free, mate. Rent-free. Yes. Uh, unfortunately, that's incorrect. The oh, correct answer was Groningen. That's not oh, who I thought it was. Uh, who else did Groningen? I knew that. Groningen. Uh, uh, Robin, wasn't it? It was Ian Robin. That's Last the question. Next question. All to play for. Name one Premier League club who did not make any signings this January transfer window. Dupe. Southampton. Minus one. Curty. <coughs> Curty. Crystal Palace. Minus one. Dupe. Come on, Herb's not answer. Let me answer for him. Herb has got to answer this question, otherwise his position is null and void. Anyone? Oh fuck! No yeah. signings this January. Of course. No How many are there? Multiple clubs. There's three clubs to choose from. Herb, Bournemouth. Bournemouth. All right, the teams you could have gone for was Manchester City, Chelsea, and Bournemouth. Chelsea, yes! oh, get in there. 
I thought Chelsea had, because I, I knew they had the ban, but then I thought they'd, no, I, I thought, I thought, yeah, I think it was a given that they would smash it and they yeah. didn't. So. Yeah, didn't sign a single oh, okay. thing. Anyway, the final scores t- on the doors. Are there any tiebreaker questions? There is a tiebreaker question if you wish. To. Yeah, yeah, five points to whoever gets this right, just so we fuck Herb up. Yeah, um, five points to whoever gets this. Okay. According to the Premier League website, you're taking Making it in fucking turns. rules up as you go along. Everyone's How many players answer. were signed in total by Premier League clubs this January? Curti, uh, <laughs> go. Nearest number wins. Uh, 32. You should have made Herb go first because it's harder. Ned? 45. In the entire Football League? No, just Prem. Oh, Prem. 27. 27. 45. Herb. Uh, Hello. It wasn't that many. So you could play very tactically. Yeah. I could, but I've forgotten all the other ones. I have to laugh in about what the answers were. So if I just go up, was it a lot? Doesn't seem like it was a lot. I think 44. You've gone below, Matt. Matt went 45. You went 44. The correct answer is 50. <sighs> so Matt yes, grabs Matt. the points. On, and Matt yeah. grabs the win. Yes! <laughs> Get in there! <laughs> Yep, you did! <laughs> <laughs> You'll never uh, see anything like this again! Despite only answering one question, Herb is now in second place with one. Matt jumps into first with four points. <laughs> <laughs> Absolute fucking shambles. This quiz is a fucking shambles. You can't win a quiz by answering one question. Yeah. You can't win my quiz. Well, I think well, this podcast is a lie. From now on, can we, because as we got the quiz master as well, let's yeah, scrap me. the Viking down rule. Because that's what that's enabled him to play this silly no, way. No, no, no. I yeah, should have said, Vi- should have answered. It's a game plan. Do you remember the Viking Dan rules changed because of that? So you everyone, had, has everyone to had to answer, otherwise yeah. they would have got minus That's one. my poor quiz. Okay, skills. so that's actually Dave. Sorry, Herb. I blame Dave for that, not you. Yeah, but he's Thank still you. lost her. Well done, Matt. Woo! It's good tactics, though, right, Herb. It was great you're not very good at tactics it's, in the FA funny, Cup final. It's funny that you um, you set up. Yeah, but it's like playing the FA Cup <laughs> final and then in extra time, uh, they just add seven balls onto the pitch and go, oh, sorry, we've just decided to say change the rules winner. of the game <laughs> at the fucking end. <laughs> what I mean, is this bullshit? Have you, you never seen the Budweiser no advert? Whatsoever. It's Monday oh. ball. Hey, let's no not integrity. talk to us about integrity. <laughs> no, you no seem to reload on stream tonight. Look at it. Oh, you're mm. reading from scripts. You're fucking cheating at quizzes. I've had enough of this shit. I just reset the look modifier. That was that was. Let's go back to the collab crew. Fuck no, off, to be fair though, I hey, good luck. I came second though, which is probably my top finish in the quiz actually. In the collab crew. Is that also the first time you've ever come second? Ever come second? Yeah. yeah. Well done, son. Well done, finish, finish off now. You did well there. I mean, I what did I get? Minus five. No, minus four. He did well. What did so I get? You've beaten me by five points there, Herb. So Which play. is literally how the, the it was. That's like half what you were beating him in the. Yeah. If you played no, safe dupe on the Virgil Van Dyke question, you yeah. could have won. Yeah. Well, the thing is, is I'm not like Herb. Yeah. You're a loser. I sleep in a bed. <laughs> <laughs> not in a cardboard box. <laughs> Herb, right? I got nothing else against you, pal. All right, that's the problem. You're good looking. You're good at. You, well, you're okay at Football Manager. I'm okay at Football Manager. I mean. So much so you can't even make your own signings. Anyway, that's enough for this week. Uh, that brings episode 129 to a close. Do you want to carry on? Yeah, you can find a link to each of us. The five star pod Twitter. You picked me out earlier. You said episode 29 just then. I said episode oh. 129. You didn't listen to it back. I think you listen back to it. Yeah. Same. Go on. I don't want to take your job away because you'll never come back now. Tears. Eyes emoji. Can't a short pod. It's not been a short one. <laughs> We've got plenty of time. I can't take away from what you're what you're good at, Matt. Go on. Because I was going to say something else, actually, as well, because uh, we did forget to say, uh, because of various other people having moments, was that Joe will be writing an income versus expense piece shortly that will highlight the hints and tips that he has picked over the years of playing the game. I'm not sure whether that will be on the byline or whether on WeStreamFM.com. I think it's byline. Because he did say about it last week. Yeah. So uh, we, he will let you know where it will be, or we will let you know where it will be, once it has been written and published. But that does indeed bring the end to episode 129. 
You can find the links for each of us, the Five Star Pod Twitter account and Weestream FM Discord server in the podcast description or by visiting WeestreamFM.com where this week you'll find the second post from Dave Black of CM9798 fame and a little Pentagon Challenge video from Mr. Dave Azapardi as well. Marvellous stuff. Uh, blimey indeed. Uh, five Star Potential is available on iTunes, Spotify and most other popular podcast apps and platforms with a new podcast released every Monday. Thank you all for listening. There will be more from us next week. Say goodbye, gents. Goodbye, gents. Herbs of fraud. Fraud. We just did a whole pod for free thing for Joe. I didn't know Joe was writing a thing about finance and he's wheeling us out here to talk about it. Fucking con.